0: Megan Hicks of I Run Far. I'm with Stephanie Case. It's a couple days before the 2022 Hard Rock Endurance Run. Hi, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Hi, Megan. (laughs) Welcome to Silverton. Welcome to Hard Rock. Thank you so much. We've just been laughing because
1: I am worried about being out of breath in this interview. (laughs) But don't lose lose confidence in me. I can, uh, we can do it. We can pull it together.
0: (laughs) And you have two more days to acclimatize for, for Friday for Hard Rock.
1: Yeah, which is like plenty of time and my watch tells me my acclimatization <laughs> is going up, so it's good.
0: Off we go then. <laughs> yeah. um, this interview's a little bit unfair because we are friends and I know a lot about you, but this is, I run first first day on-camera interview with you. Yeah. So I'd love to back things up and hear a bit about who you are. You have a pretty important job when you're not using your little feats to run around the mountains. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, uh, so I work for the United Nations. I've been working in uh, human rights, I'm a lawyer for about the last uh, 15 years, Um, and now I've just taken, a few months ago, I took a new job working in the Middle East, so helping Palestine refugees, working across Syria, Jordan, Lebanon, West Bank, and Gaza.
0: Are you allowed to say where you're based or where you actually work? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. For
1: the summer I've been
0: based in Amman, in Mm -hmm.
1: Jordan, but doing a lot of travel around the region, particularly because I'm new. Um, so traveling quite a bit, but uh, as soon as Hard Rock is over, I basically move all my stuff to Jerusalem.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um, with like grand total altitudes of about 100 meters above sea level, is mm-hmm. that... right?
1: Yeah, well, I joked. You know, everyone told me I needed to practice running at extreme altitude, and I just accidentally <laughs> went the wrong way because I was at the Dead Sea. <laughs> like a below month ago. sea level? It was like minus 400 meters. So <laughs> I messed that one up, but yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, you said the other way. Whoops. <laughs> um, you also help operate a nonprofit called Free to Run. I mean, you're not a busy lady at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I started Free
1: to Run uh, about eight years ago. Go in afghanistan it's currently operating in iraq uh, and we're still exploring ways to to uh, keep a foothold or toehold shall we say in afghanistan i see what you did there. <laughs> yeah yeah after the taliban took over the country last um august and we really had to to shift towards evacuating our our team but free to run is all about uh using outdoor sports and adventure to create female leaders in areas of conflict because uh, we believe, and I strongly believe, that uh, when women and girls are seen outdoors, when they're visible, that changes mm. the ideas and the views that um, people have in the community about the roles that they should be playing in society.
0: Mm. Um, people women coming to occupy more space and different spaces. Yeah, and reclaiming
1: public space that Mm -hmm. they've been kind of pushed out of. And, you know, that exists in a very extreme form in Afghanistan um, or um, in some other places um, of conflict. But, you know, I think we need a lot more visibility of women on the mountains, uh, on the trails, even in, you know, places like the US or Canada or Europe.
0: Mm. Um, Speaking of Canada, I hear the residual accent, it's in there. You are Canadian. Did you find running in sports like when you were a kid or yeah, somewhere in your international like work or how have you become a runner of like big mountain trails too? Yeah,
1: you know, when I was a kid, I was just a school geek really. I didn't, I didn't have... That's fine. (laughs) We all were. No, like seriously, I I remember I actually made a complaint against my math teacher to the guidance counselor because he hadn't given me extracurricular homework. I mean, it was just... Anyway, we're moving on.
0: Self-identify. Here we are. We're moving on.
1: So I was not a sport person. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I can remember running around um, the streets, running around the neighborhood, just feeling this complete freedom but um, I did one race I think in grade five and I was so embarrassed about how like my face turned red and I was oh. so stressed about you know just competing against other people that that was that was you know the only race I really I really did so I didn't pick up sports until until later I joined um, well I was a sailor um, kind of in in high school really? I, I taught. yeah oh. I taught sailing so, um, yeah, kicking and screaming. That will be useful here. Yeah. <laughs> My dad brought me into sailing lessons kicking and screaming, and oh. I hated it until I found a very, very hot instructor. <laughs> so,
0: I mean, we are getting full honesty here. So that, that's
1: why I became a runner. No. <laughs> no, then then I became a, a varsity rower. That's amazing. In college. This is awful. Um, I became a varsity rower in college. And then, you know, at, in law school, I just wanted to try a marathon. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that would be, you know, the biggest challenge that I'd ever done. And I watched all these YouTube videos of, you know, people trying to finish marathons and, you know, Ironman in the 80s. Did Ironman exist in the 80s? Anyway, this is my memory. I mean,
0: uh, the, the glasses <laughs> did. So I think maybe yeah. iron, nine, r- early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, you know, crawling across the finish line. And I was like so excited to experience that that level of um, Mm. challenge
0: and it just putting yourself entirely out there yeah
1: Yeah. and it and it just you know wasn't I didn't do a great marathon but I finished it and you know the thought of kind of training for another year or another couple of years to bring my marathon time down by 10 minutes or 20 minutes just seemed like pure insanity to Mm -hmm. me I mean I, I don't take away from anyone who does that but I was quite interested in in the distance aspect of it. Mm. You know, how much further can I go to make that a challenge? And that's just kind of what's kept me going in in ultra running, I guess.
0: And you've taken that to like kind of an extreme. I mean, you've done Tour de Géant, which is over 200 miles. Tour de Glacier, which is 300 and how many
1: miles? Uh, so 450k. I think that's
0: 287 miles. Yeah. Ju- okay, maybe. just shy of 300. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you've just taken that distance yeah. thing and run with it. I Sorry, pardon. Pardon me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I I haven't yet found that distance that's that's too long. And you know, I think we're we're all the same. Where you know, your brain is just set for whatever distance you tell it, it should be set for. And so you know, the moment that I you know crossed the finish line at Tour de Glacier, and took off my shoes. I couldn't walk a single step. I mean, it, it's <laughs>
0: the body and the mind No, they
1: did like there was no way that I could even put my foot down on the ground. I had to be carried around for the next 24 <laughs> hours to and from the bars, <laughs> um, <laughs> literally. So, yeah, I'm quite. I'm quite interested, you know, to see how much further that can be. That can be pushed. I'm not fast. I'm never going to be fast, and it doesn't excite me to try to run faster um but to try to just keep going further for longer in a very sleep deprived state mm-hmm. i um i just find incredible
0: um so here at hard rock it's just 102 and a half miles this year but there are some other extenuating circumstances that are probably going to help you find a limit of some sort like that <laughs> yeah yeah
1: i think the altitude for sure is mm-hmm. going to be um the hardest for me it's I'm just really tired and you know I've tried all of these things I bought this altitude machine and you know went through the military and the police and you know all of these other officials to try to get it to Jordan and then you know in my in my last month I actually got approval to um, come out and train in Chamonix so my machine is back in Jordan (laughs) and I wasn't able to use it much when I was there so yeah, I mean, the effort has been there. It's just the execution is probably not great. But, you know, I think everyone's going to be in the same boat a little bit, other than all of the, um, you know, all the runners who are, are based in Colorado mm. or have had a chance to be in Colorado. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what else will bite me. I think it's a different, you know, the the climbs are massive. I've done those types of climbs before. I've done the distance before, but it's all every race is every race is new, and it's just kind of throwing a bunch of things into a bag and shaking it up and it's seeing seeing what you pull out. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. On that newness and that differentness aspect, what what gets you excited about Hard Rock? Like when you're laying in bed at night, what are you like? Yeah, I'm really stoked about this.
1: For me, it's going to be the just the rawness of the mountains, um, the scenery. You know, I like to to just disappear as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I don't like big races. I don't like a lot of people around. I like to just, um, to just disappear into the wilderness and experience whatever the elements are, are throwing out. And I'm really excited this year that there's you know, 27 women. Um, that for me is something that we all need to celebrate and we need to, um, yeah, really need to highlight. It's certainly, I'd wanna see way more women in this race, but I think it's important to, to highlight the number of women that are there. And I hope
0: I'll get to see some of them. Um, yeah, we're gonna be looking at ponytails this year <laughs> instead of just like. Dude hats.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, some of the dudes do have ponytails, but. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to overgeneralize that. Just excited about bouncing ponytails, okay? Man buns. Um, Man buns. No, I, I,
1: well, I do like to be alone. I love getting Okay, to... I won't talk to you no. during the race. <laughs> what oh. I was going to say is that I, I, love, I love interacting with other women on the trail. And um, most of the races I do, there's so few women, you just don't have that chance and so with 27 women you know maybe there's a chance that I'll get to to chat not with you know you or Maggie or any of the other tough ones but maybe there's someone else you know around where I'm sitting in the race that I'll get to share a few miles with which I just think will be really cool yeah
0: well I look forward to watching you make your first lap around the San Juan Mountains and I love the idea of like disappearing yourself for a day or two
1: yeah me too it's just um this is my my break from work stress where i can just disconnect you know the last race i did in tour de Glossier, it was right after we had just evacuated um mm. women and girls from from afghanistan and i was still getting pinged you know on a daily basis cool. um and so that race for me, I really had to give myself permission to to disappear. But it was tied in with a lot of guilt, and there was also a film going on, which is showing um, tonight. Just but a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there's stress involved in that as well, because then you have drones and shooters, and yeah. it's quite hard to to get that completely immersive experience. And I've got nothing. I've got nothing to prove here um and i'm have no guilt with shutting off my phone this time so
0: i love it shut her down yeah
1: yeah yeah, it's 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 going off
0: (laughs) and good luck with your lap around the mountains
1: thank you you too thank you yeah get a beer for me at the end
0: yeah get a beer for me at the end